Good morning. I'm James Holman from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Tuesday, January 14th. Here is an update from today's show. Russian military spies have hacked the Ukrainian gas company that is at the heart of the impeachment trial of Trump. The president sought last year to pressure Ukraine to investigate the company, Burisma, and its links to Joe Biden's son, Hunter, who sat on the board. Beginning in early November, the Russian spy agency known as the GRU launched a cyber phishing campaign against Burisma to trick unsuspecting employees into giving up their email credentials so the hackers could gain access to the email accounts of the company, once again entangling the Kremlin in domestic U.S. politics. This was uncovered by Area One Security, a cybersecurity firm in Redwood City, California. The operation's launch coincided with the congressional impeachment inquiry into whether Trump abused his office by pushing Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky into announcing a probe of Burisma and Hunter Biden in order to help his 2020 reelection. The GRU, which is an arm of Russian military intelligence, was active during the 2016 presidential campaign, hacking the servers of the Democratic Party and Hillary Clinton's campaign chairman and releasing their emails that summer and fall. Trump continues to publicly downplay the conclusions of U.S. intelligence agencies that Russia was behind the hacks, and he suggested that it was actually Ukraine that interfered in the 2016 election. He and his personal attorney, Rudy Giuliani, have promoted the unfounded conspiracy theory that Joe Biden, as vice president, tried to quash a corruption investigation of Burisma to protect his son. It's unclear what material the GRU gained access to when it was inside the Burisma servers, and if any of that will be released. But now an American adversary could drop this information at a time and place of its choosing. And if or when they do, how will we know if it's real and not more disinformation? Area One also discovered evidence that the GRU targeted a media organization that was founded by Zelensky. In other impeachment news, top Senate Republicans yesterday rejected Trump's new call for outright dismissal of the charges against him. But they continued to grapple with the shape of the Senate trial that could begin as soon as this week. Senior Republicans said immediate dismissal couldn't win the votes for approval in the chamber, where Republicans hold a 53-seat majority. And even some staunch Trump allies argued that the president's legacy would benefit from a robust trial. Republicans were maneuvering behind the scenes about the vexing issue of witnesses, as former National Security Advisor John Bolton continues to say that he would be willing to testify if he receives a Senate subpoena. Another wild card to keep an eye on, Lev Parnas, one of Giuliani's indicted associates, has turned over thousands of pages of documents to impeachment investigators. Joseph Bondi, Parnas's attorney, traveled this weekend from New York to D.C. to hand-deliver the contents of an iPhone 11 to House Democratic staffers. Parnas has also provided investigators with documents, recordings, photos, text messages on WhatsApp, and materials from a Samsung phone. Among the messages that Parnas's lawyer has turned over to the committee are exchanges that he had not just with Giuliani, but also former Texas Congressman Pete Sessions, current Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, and a columnist at The Hill named John Solomon. Giuliani, Parnas, Sessions, and Solomon were all involved in the plot to get Trump to recall Marie Yovanovitch as the U.S. ambassador to Ukraine. Thanks for listening. I'm James Homan. 
If you want to hear full episodes, find The Daily 202 wherever you get your podcasts.